Hello, everybody. This is Rich Sports Talk, broadcasting on SoundCloud, TuneIn, Spreaker, and available for download and to view on iTunes, Rich Sports Talk Podcast. Remember to like and subscribe for all of our latest content, and especially after today's show, I want you to send me some players, you'll you'll get what I'm talking about in a second, that you think I should be talking about who might be under the radar. Email me, richsportstalk at gmail.com, or reach out on Twitter at the handle richsportstalk, or of course you can Facebook message us at the Rich Sports Talk fan page. Now, I know a lot of teams are out of the NFL race. Uh, some are even looking for a franchise quarterback. And for anyone who's listened to this podcast before, you know I'm a huge fan of the NFL draft. You know I'm a draft nerd. I love prospects. And especially once we get to that time of year, I'm a big aficionado of the mock draft. So I've always have an interesting eye on college football. I'm always looking for the next big prospect. And the biggest thing to me is quarterback. And the value of having a franchise quarterback. And this year's draft will be interesting because we're coming into a year where we're in between a big draft class last year and a really promising one in 2020. This year's draft class in terms of the quarterback isn't getting really talked about a lot, and I'm going to dive into that today. Uh, This is a big defensive class, but we do have some talented prospects, and really what I've been hearing is it's Justin Herbert and everyone else for quarterbacks. Now, Will Greer out of West Virginia is a kid I like. I really like his accuracy. A little undersized for me, and I worry about the wide-open concept. Although that's starting to be reduced now because of the way the NFL is changing their offense. But to me, I think the number two prospect for a quarterback is a guy no one's really been talking about. And Mel Kuyper actually put him on his top 25 board today, and I've really been advocating for this kid for a while. Now, I... For anyone who's listened to the draft one especially, you know my emphasis on the quarterback. And I predicted last year there's going to be five or six quarterbacks taken in the first round. You're like, oh, come on, you're crazy. That's way too many quarterbacks. And uh, we had five drafted in the first round last year. So this year we're still going to have some quarterback needy teams at the top of the draft. Now the big, the big fish is Justin Herbert. But there's a quarterback that no one's been really talking about. That's Daniel Jones out of Duke. Now people are going to say, come on, he plays at Duke, Duke's a basketball school. They're not a football school. Why why are you looking at a quarterback? Well, first of all, he's got to be pretty smart to go to Duke. So that's one thing I like about the kid already. Very smart kid. But Daniel Jones, when I look at him physically, what he's done on the field, and the fact that he's played and been a full three-year starter, that means a lot. He's gotten a lot of repetitions. He's gotten a lot of snaps. He's gotten a lot of playing time. That's really important for me, and I think that makes the transition to the NFL a lot easier. And there's one thing I always look at with quarterbacks. I look at, has he improved season to season? Right now in his junior year, uh, redshirt junior, redshirt his freshman year. But you look, he started in college eight games this year, missed the first couple with an injury, but was a full starter in 2016-2017. And he's steadily improved. I mean, this is a kid who's thrown 26 picks over his three years, but he's reduced that. He was 14 touchdowns, 11 picks last year. This year... 16 touchdowns, 6 interceptions, looks a lot more comfortable in the pocket, has improved his completion percentage to 61%, and is just shy under 2,000 yards. Now, why do I bring him up? Well, this will be a very interesting weekend because Duke is playing at Clemson. Now, Clemson has just been steamrolling everybody, and one of the big talking points of the NFL draft is Clemson's defensive line, where we could see potentially three of their defensive linemen going in the first round arguably have one of, if not the best, pass rush in college football this season. So my thing is, 
if Daniel Jones goes in there and holds his own and plays a great game against this Clemson defense, I'm not saying they have to win. I'm not expecting them to win. But if he goes in there, doesn't turn the football over, and plays well against that defensive front with a team that, let's be honest, doesn't have the weaponry to compete with Clemson, I think that's going to really start to turn people's opinion of him. And I think he's going to be a first-round pick, uh, potentially a top-10 pick. And a lot of people are saying, well, that's a little high. But if you need a quarterback, you're going to draft a quarterback. And we see a couple teams that we'll be looking. Oakland, I know, has been kicked around as a possibility. We could see a team like Miami looking for a quarterback. We see a team like Jacksonville, of course, the New York Giants. There's going to be teams that need a quarterback. And I really like Daniel Jones. And to me, he looks and feels like a franchise quarterback. This is a kid that's six foot four, 220 pounds, moves very well in the pocket, can avoid a pass rush. He's thick. He's built like a franchise quarterback. He's not undersized. I mean, this is a kid who, over North Carolina, put four, 547 yards. And you look, he's shown the athleticism. He can run a little bit of read option. He can run the football as well. But he has been able to buy time in the pocket, doesn't throw the interceptions like he did last year. He's really cut down on those mistakes. But here's the thing no one's talked about for him. His head coach, David Cutcliffe, has been known as a quarterback whisperer. He happened to groom one of the best quarterbacks ever, Peyton Manning. He's really been high on this kid. So this is a guy who knows quarterbacks. And he says this is a kid who can be a great quarterback. And there's one other little thing. Speaking of the Mannings, uh, do you happen to know where they do their quarterback camp and where Peyton and Eli do a lot of their training? Oh, it's at uh, Duke University in the offseason. Okay, so this is a kid who, when he practices, is working with a guy that's worked with both the Mannings. And in the offseason, the Mannings are on campus. So he can pick the brain of two quarterbacks that have won four Super Bowls in the NFL. Seems like a pretty good learning environment for him. Not only is he at Duke, but he's at a school where he is constantly seeing a coach that knows the Mannings, has helped the Mannings, and also occasionally gets the Mannings to come to Duke when they work on their craft. I mean, I think that's one thing people don't talk about enough. See, whenever you're in a business or in the football world, you want to be around people that can improve your talents. If you are a quarterback, you want to be with a head coach that understands quarterbacks or on a team that has experienced quarterbacks. You want to be it, – it can't hurt to be around as many good quarterbacks as possible. You learn things. You can get ideas of how they prepare, how they study defenses, what are some of the tells that they've learned to see from the defenses, how to prepare for games, how to handle certain players, how to handle certain situations in the locker room. So I think that one thing that people aren't talking about with Daniel Jones is people keep talking about Herbert up in Oregon. And he's in a wide-open system, and I think he, in terms of what he can do on the field, is slightly above Jones. But Jones comes from a little bit more of a pro-style offense as opposed to the wide-open one that we're seeing at Oregon. In Oregon, they don't play some great defenses like they do have in the ACC. I think Jones is also with a guy who understands the quarterback position in David Cutcliffe. And having that experience with him 
I think he's going to be prepared to take that next step to the next level. And this is a kid, when it's all said and done, when we get to this season, he's going to have well over 35 starts in college, and that's a big deal. You look at the quarterbacks that come into this league and they have an instant impact, it's the guys that have played a lot. It's Carson Wentz, it's Deshaun Watson. Those guys had over 30 starts in college. The transition was much easier. Who are the quarterbacks that are struggling in the NFL? It's Sam Darnold, who only had limited starts at USC. It takes a little bit longer for them to progress. You look at Mitchell Trubisky, that first year, really rough for him. But he only played 13 games in college. So he has to get those additional reps in the NFL, and it's going to be a harder transition. You look, I always look for quarterbacks. I always say this. Look for quarterbacks that have started over 30 games because that's 30 games worth of reps in practice that other quarterbacks haven't gotten. And I understand there are going to be quarterbacks that in situations where they only get 13 starts, that they only get under 20 starts because maybe of injuries, because of who was the quarterback ahead of them, because of their eligibility. And look, physically on tape, they look fantastic. But I always look for quarterbacks, and I say, look, if you want a quarterback to come right in and play, which we're looking for all the rookies to do, look for quarterbacks who have had the ability to play a lot of games in college. Look for quarterbacks that have a lot of experience. Look for quarterbacks that have been a starter for more than two years, and Jones is going to be that for Duke. He redshirted his freshman year, didn't play his redshirt freshman Played as a redshirt freshman, plays as a sophomore, as a junior now, and looks like he will come out in this coming draft. And this is a kid I, I really like. I really think you look at him. He fits the bill. He looks the part of a thick, tall, strong-armed quarterback with athleticism. So if you want to run with him a little bit, you can. He's a guy that I've seen him improve on his throws down the field this year, and he's been He's been evolving. I want to see improvement. His completion percentage is up. His interceptions are down. He's making smarter decisions. And this is a guy who makes his team better. Duke is not a football power. Duke, if if I was to say, and be honest with me, if I was to do two tests with you, so here's test number one. If I was to say list six schools in the ACC for football, heck, if I was to say list eight, would Duke be one of them for football? Oh, no. It would be Miami, it'd be Florida, the Florida State, it'd be the Boston Colleges. Those, All those schools, like Duke's an afterthought in the ACC. And they actually have a decent football program. They've built a good program there. And Jones, is they're limited in talent compared to some of the top ACC teams, but they're competitive and they play hard. And he's made them a better team. And here's a fun second little question. When I say Duke... Athletics. You know what you think of? You thought of the basketball team first, didn't you? Okay. Well, if I was to say, well, tell me about another second team at Duke University. What would it be? I'm guessing most of you, when I said that, you're like, well, Duke basketball. Oh, yeah, Duke lacrosse. And a lot of that was because of the scandal that they had that they were charged with improperly and because they're a national contender in lacrosse. Think about that. Their lacrosse program at this school is more famous than the football program. And yet he continues to develop and work hard. I really like this kid. I think this will be a kid when we look back at the draft saying, oh, he's going to be a top 10 pick. And I know there's a lot of great defensive talents, 
but this is a limited quarterback class. And in every quarterback class, I think you get two good quarterbacks. And right now it's going to be between, it's a three-person race for that between Herbert, Greer, and, and of course, Jones. But I really like this kid. He fits all the, checks all the boxes. Smart kid, has a lot of experience, has played, has started over 30 games, has continued to progress, and has a quarterback guy in college that will help him develop. And more importantly, an extra bonus, he has a facility and a and a program where he will be around professional quarterbacks and professional quarterback coaches during the offseason as he prepares for the draft. To me, he checks all the boxes, love the athleticism. This is a kid, I'm telling you, you we have to keep an eye on. And this weekend, if he has a good game against Clemson, he's just going to keep shooting up the draft boards because Herbert's tailed off a little bit in recent weeks. He's still performing at a high level, but the Ducks are off to that fast start. They've kind of curtailed a little bit. I know it's not the sexiest matchup on college football, Duke versus Clemson, but if Duke makes this a game and he can move that ball against that great defense with the limited resources he has, NFL general managers take note. I know a lot of them are going to Oregon to see Herbert. But you may want to book some tickets down to Duke because I think this could be a potential franchise quarterback that the Blue Devils have right now and who's not getting the love he deserves. But if he has a big weekend, this is going to be a name we're going to hear a lot more of. That's going to do it for this episode of Rich Sports Talk. Thank you so much for joining us here today. We're going to keep doing this. Unheralded prospects to keep an eye on moving forward. I know it's early, but the draft will be here before you know it. And I love the draft. Hey, like I said before the show, if you have a prospect that you think, hey, he's not getting the love, let me know about him. I'll take a look at him, and if I think he could be a dark horse in the NFL draft or could really help a team on day one or day two in the draft, I'll I'll highlight him. Make sure to send that to richsportstalk at gmail.com or reach out to me on Twitter at the handle at richsportstalk. But that's going to do it for this episode. I'm Nolan Rich, and until next time, this is Rich Sports Talk.